0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the LGBTQ Plus Let's Get Behind the Questions podcast. Before we start, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which this podcast is being recorded and wherever you may be listening today and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'd also like to pay tribute to our First Nations LGBTQ communities too. So welcome back, Darls. It's nice to have you with me today.
1: Hello, darling. Thank you for having me.
0: So, spring has sprung and been and gone, and now it's summertime. My favorite time of the year. Mm -hmm. You know why I love summer?
1: Uh, Because it's good for sitting in your egg chair and reading with a cocktail in hand, perhaps?
0: Yes, and good-looking men wearing Speedos. (laughs) Yep, it's speedo season, sweetheart.
1: Oh la la, or as they say, the good old budgie smugglers. And yes, Matt Edwards, if you're listening out there, I'm particularly talking about you and calling you out because I know that you're a big fan.
0: Okay, and that's the key to move on. No offence, Matt. Um, so, a very interesting document came over my desk um, and into my in the other day.
1: Ooh, a document. Tell me more.
0: So, um, it was a colouring end sheet.
1: Oh. A colouring in sheet. I
0: love colouring in. You and the rest of Australia. It seems that colouring in became our activity of choice during ISO, with everyone using it as a strategy to stay a bit sane. Um, So to help share the love over summer, we wanted to bring back colouring in. So all you have to do is print out the template, which I have linked in this, uh, what do you call them, the show notes? Show notes. Yes. Um, Get colouring, put your masterpiece in a window for the world to see, or if you work in a store, pop it up in your store, that would be nice, and not in the customer-facing area, maybe in the team room.
1: If you're working from home, you work from home desk.
0: Yeah, pop it somewhere, it would be nice, and then take a picture of where it is, either a window or the team room, and um, post it onto our socials, Um, so that's Google Plus, I mean Google sorry I'm proud at Woolworths group Google Currents Um, and just use the hashtag we got love 2020 and I'll also include that in the show notes too so there's a lot of words there.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be a great way for us to connect as a community over summer mm. to share the love. And it's also a great activity that you can do to relax. You know, adult colouring, very relaxing. Is it? A bit of mindfulness.
0: Yes, it's also good to do it with a wine in hand.
1: Yeah. And you can get the kids involved as well if you've got kids. Think Not
0: with wine in hand.
1: No. No. School holiday activity with the kids. And yes. question for you, Nick. Mm. Is there a prize for best colouring in? Because I love a bit of a competition.
0: Yeah. Yes, there is. So we are going to select the best entry and they will score an exclusive prize pack. Now, I can't tell you too much with what's in there, but there, of course, we'll put some proud merch in there, some colouring pencils and maybe some extra goodies. Um, So definitely colour your little hearts out and you might win that.
1: Yes. So look out for the comms with all the details coming soon. Mm -hmm. And look out, everybody, because art was my best subject in high school. So she's in with a chance.
0: Oh, my God, same here. I got an A-plus in art and then like a C-minus in maths. So that, you know, art got me through high school, to be honest. Um, so I'm obviously not getting a job in finance.
1: Lucky you're in comms then. Yeah, so I don't need way. to look at numbers. Do I?
0: Absolutely. So
1: everybody, make sure you stock up on your colouring supplies from Big W people, and we mm-hmm. can't wait to see what you come up with. Oh,
0: absolutely. I'm and so looking forward to
1: speaking it. Speaking of Big W, yes. Carl, mm. tell me more.
0: Yes, well, we are super lucky to be joined by Jonathan Tatton, a store manager from Big W in the nation's capital. Mm. <laughs> All the way in Canberra. Um, and he is going to be helping us answer the question, what is it like being an LGBTQ plus person in a regional town?
1: Now, hold on a second. Is it Canberra or Canberra?
0: I always say Canberra.
1: We might have to ask John to clarify if it's Canberra or Canberra when he comes on we'll we might yes
0: him. but anyway regardless i think let's, we should welcome him
1: yeah let's get him on let's welcome john to the podcast
2: g'day nick and nick thanks for having me on the show
1: so nick and i were just talking about the we got love summer coloring in contest and i've seen your early entry and i want to give you a little bit of feedback because i feel like you could do a little bit better don't
2: well, I'd have to admit the first attempt may have been a tad of a throwback to my colouring skills from decades ago. Perhaps the judges' participation award maybe? Can I be honest? It looks like you got a child
0: to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's not very nice. I don't know if that's constructive or just harsh.
0: No, it's harsh, but people learn through harsh uh, feedback. Is that what
1: happens to you?
0: Oh, he's give me fast feedback <laughs> all the time and I'm constantly learning.
1: Look, we'll give it some consideration, John. I'll think about the participation award perhaps, okay? So, John, you would know because we know and we have expectations that you're an avid listener. We always open the podcast with the same question for all our guests. So, please tell us, who is John?
2: So, obviously, I'm John and I'm the store manager of our Big W Canberra City store. Uh, I've been with the business since the beginning of this year Uh, If you can't find me in store, I'm usually at the gym, cycling to some random place or reading the latest bestseller novel with caffeinated products in hand. Uh, I think I just said my Tinder bio there, there, but oh well. Yes,
0: yes, that is your Tinder bio. Um, I swiped left (laughs) on you, though, so you probably haven't seen mine. Um, So that's all good. Um, And it turns out it's Canberra, not Canberra. So you are you were right. I
1: was correct. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thanks.
0: I'm still going to say Canberra because it sounds nice. Well,
1: you are from Queensland, so it all makes sense.
0: Moving along, before we insult half of our listeners who live in <laughs> Queensland. Um, so, as a store manager, John, um, tell us a little bit a little bit about your job um, and your career journey so far.
2: Yeah. So my role involves the day to day operations of a BW store. So anything from socks and jocks toys household needs uh it's my jam i'm all over it i have a team of 85 at the moment um prior to joining bw i had a 13 year career in supermarkets where i progressed from team member to a store manager um yeah at the beginning of this year i joined the business
1: Fabulous. Thanks, John. So today's episode is all about what it's like being an LGBTQ plus person living in a rural or regional town. So can you tell us about um, the different regional locations that you have lived in in your life?
2: So I grew up in and around the uh, Port Kembla Steelworks in Wollongong. Um, my teenage years, was, we also spent a copious amount of time within the Grafton area, which is in northern New South Wales. In my adolescence, I spent a year living in rural America. Uh, from that, I returned and I packed my bags for sunny Canberra. Uh, I wasn't in Canberra for long before my career moved me to live and lead a number of stores in the New South Wales country towns of Griffith, Narrandera and Coomar.
1: Oh,
0: there's lots you've lived, haven't you? You've lived in a lot of different places there. Um, that's nice. I've been to uh, one of them, Grafton. I remember I drove through there once, took a wrong turn. And Where are you going? I was going to Sydney from Brisbane, uh-huh. um, but turned off the highway to try and get some petrol and couldn't find the highway again. And okay. yeah. Could you share with us uh, your coming out story? So I know um, many of our listeners may not have uh, caught the panel, although I'm hoping everyone did, but, you know, realistic, they may, they may not have. Um, so could you, you tell us a bit more about that, please?
2: Yeah, so coming out was uh, difficult uh, in rural and regional Australia with no real role models or any outlets to interact with other uh, LGBTIQ plus people. Uh, I attended an all-boys high school where the norm was to be a tradie, a steel worker or an engineer. So I found it really difficult to find my place when that was the expectations. I found without any exposure to any alternatives, it was really isolating and it took me almost 10 years to be comfortable with who I was. Uh, and I hid, I hid that part of me for a decade. Uh, coming out took a lot of self-doubt uh, and internal conflict within me. It wasn't until I moved abroad and spent that year in America that I realized that I was out and proud. I remember quietly telling my family when they picked me up from the airport on the return from my trip uh, that I was an out and proud gay man. Uh, which it took them a while to accept, but they came around to it. The biggest thing, though, I lost a large number of friends as I slowly came out, which was difficult uh, at the time being.
1: it's hmm. very sad, that last part there, John. Um, could you talk to us a little bit more in detail around your experience growing up as an LGBTQ plus person in a regional town and what that was like?
2: I think the one word that encapsulates it is isolating. There's not really a place for LGBT issues to be uh, discussed when I was growing up. And a lot of people spoke about those issues in a derogatory or like a gossiping manner. Manner. So as a young person, when you only see that bigoted view, uh, it was pretty difficult when you're trying to discover your own sexuality. It took me until my early 20s to realise Uh, When I was exposed to a more welcoming and accepting environment, that being gay is okay and you can live a very rewarding and wholesome life. But I'll never forget uh, some of the name-calling, the isolation or bullying that I endured in my adolescence. But also I'll never forget those few people who were very visible allies and were very supportive who made those times bearable.
0: Yes, very important to have supportive allies. What were some of the challenges you faced and what were some of the general challenges you think LGBTQ plus people face in these locations, John?
2: The biggest challenge would be the lack of knowledge and understanding uh, a lot of people have. I think people simply fear what they don't understand, so they react in a way that's not always pleasing or inclusive. Uh, once I was out in Proud, particularly within the Riverina and Snowy Mountains, there was a constant battle in explaining the basic truths uh, to people. Uh, people would ask questions that you, we might think uh, are silly or might not be questions that we're comfortable asking. However, you've got to front those questions and truths and help to educate and create understanding in, in, in people. So the biggest challenge I found in rural and regional Australia was that education piece and the visibility of other LGBTQI plus people. Uh, I found one issue that was quite, it's like simply accessing medical healthcare in, in a country town with a doctor that understands uh, your issues or your, your healthcare can be quite confronting. So if you educate the whole community bit by bit it just helps increase the diversity inclusion within those towns um yeah it it, it was very tiring explaining it over and over but when once people in those areas were explained things um they were some some of the strongest allies i've ever had
1: Mm, it's interesting that you talk about that particular example because i think just something that's like every day like going to a gp who can understand you um and can provide you with the right advice and the right type of healthcare and the right type of testing for example
0: Mm. makes me think of the episode we did last last week for hiv and you know yeah yeah, and how people in regional towns you know how they get access to that that treatment and and that testing i
1: think a lot of people wouldn't even think that that would be an issue like Mm. it would just not even come on someone's radar um so john you are a visible gay man out and proud why do you think that visibility is important especially in regional places and you mentioned that a couple of times around you know for you personally having people who were visible when you were growing up was really important so why is that
2: well as everyone knows many people in uh rural and regional australia are very amazing caring and very hospitable people um but being visible makes everyone aware that they're open-minded and approachable to having a conversation and in being visible, you're making somebody feel comfortable and welcomed into the, into a community. Uh, it, ma- it makes people in those towns know that it's okay to be gay uh, and they can influence others' perspectives and understanding. Um, sometimes in those towns, you may be the only visible person. Um, some of the small country towns that I worked in, you're the only person that some of the, the customers or team know as out and proud so you're that cornerstone that people can come to as an ally and feel comfortable in discussing anything that might be you know a a question a young person coming out um it just makes you very open and a rock for people to lean on
0: very very good um i just you keep on saying this and i think we should put on a t-shirt um being gay is okay Mm. Uh, like you've said it a few Let's times, again. and I'm just thinking, ching, ching, like we could sell that in big W stores all around the country. We
1: could, yeah, LGBTQ plus podcast, but being yeah. gay is okay.
0: Get the, the trademark trading- ready, guys. What's that? Get the trademark ready. Yeah, we, it was our idea. This podcast never happened.
1: What about, <laughs> what about one for me? What would it be? Being bi is not a lie. Yeah, about that one. that's nice. Yes. Anyway,
0: we'll move along. You can keep <laughs> brainstorming in the corner. Um, <clears throat> now, John, I know you're very passionate about diversity and inclusion, so tell us a bit about how you have supported um, some other LGBTQ plus people and their journeys.
2: Yeah, so diversity and inclusion is, is, is what makes us human. Uh, so supporting and understanding everyone enriches us all. Uh, I found that I struggled to find role models and support as a young person therefore now i strive to be that visible role model for others because i felt i didn't have that at times in my life when i was growing up uh one experience that stays with me for my entire career though from a young trans woman who was experiencing domestic violence in her tra- transitioning journey really sticks out to me as to why we should be advocates for diversity and inclusion uh, this one afternoon i i remember she Came into my office, tears in her eyes. She had a new birth certificate in hand, um, which was a very, very emotional and proud moment for her. To have a young woman who's now very confident, ambitious, and living her authentic life uh, came about because she felt very comfortable and supportive in that workplace, which made me realize that as a leader, we have the potential through our actions and words and representation to influence and support other people i think simply listening and sharing sharing stories uh, with this team member and leading leading a team around her of very supportive and diverse people just shows people that when you're authentic about yourself others others will follow and feel comfortable to be their authentic selves you create that environment that's inviting and it will allow others to thrive and make sure they're aware that it's okay to be diverse. It's okay to be inclusive of everybody. Um, that's how we should all be. It's
1: okay to be gay. It's okay
2: to be gay. <laughs> Being 100%. bi is not a lie.
1: Um, so for anybody who's currently listening in um, that maybe is an LGBTQ plus person in a regional town and perhaps feels like they're not really quite fitting in or they're unsure on where they could get support, what would you say to them, John?
2: You're definitely not alone. Uh, Rural and regional Australia has some wonderful and caring people and it also has a diverse uh, array of out and proud people who call these communities home. Uh, So find these people, network with them. Whether you're in Griffith, Bundaberg, Broken Hill, there'll always be some allies out there. You just need to look for that support uh, and that guidance. Uh, reach out to any of the local support networks in those countries and rural areas. Touch base with your local Woolies leaders for support. Uh, and always don't forget those online resources that will help direct you in that right direction.
0: Now, more generally, John, we like to end the podcast with the same question every single time, every single time we, we uh, ask this question. Um, so what would be your piece of advice for our listeners?
2: Just be your authentic self. Uh, It might be difficult at the time, however, the journey of self discovery is worth it. Uh, There's no right or wrong path in doing this. Just be yourself and immerse yourself amongst other visible and supportive allies who can uplift you and bring the best out of you.
1: Fabulous advice. Good. Two great solid pieces of advice there, John. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing with us your story and your experiences. It's been really um, eye-opening to listen to you about what it is like to be an LGBTQ plus person in a regional town. And
0: thank you for the T-shirt idea
1: as well. Yeah, we'll trademark that. Yeah.
2: No worries, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. And just remember, if any of your listeners in rural or regional Australia need an ally, please reach out.
1: Oh, that's lovely. We love that. Well, that was a fabulous episode with John. And can you believe, Nick, this is our second last episode for the year for 2020.
0: Oh, my Lord. I know. It's it's really flown by, hasn't it?
1: It's zoomed by. But
0: it's nearly Christmas.
1: It's
0: nearly um, Christmas. Yes. So, um... Are we doing something super special for our very last one then, or, or what's your plan? Of course, we are. We have to ah.
1: go out in style for twenty twenty. Uh,
0: I'm all about style. You may not be, but I am. Or I'm all about it.
1: I don't know what style you're on about, but anyway, next week mm. in our last episode for the year, mm-hmm. we're bringing back. We're, we've we've got a return guest help us close off the year
0: why are we talking chelsea about well
1: as you would know 2020 it was the year of the masks the sanitizer and the toilet paper Yeah. however it was also a really successful year for proud it was so we're bringing chelsea back to talk to us about the highlights and achievements of proud in 2020 and we're also going to ask chelsea about her time her experience and her proudest moments of being co chair Oh, we'll so do know. a
0: little bit of reflecting. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Love Close it. Close
1: off the year, mm-hmm. nice and strong with Chelsea and yeah. do a bit of a reflection moment. Oh,
0: love that. Mm. Love that for us. Yeah. Uh, so, um, that sounds like a hoot and a half. Hoot and so, a half. Hoot and a half. So make sure you join. Um, and until next uh, time, everyone, stay safe, shine bright and be proud.
1: Catch you all next week, everybody, for our uh, very last episode don't of Don't forget to get
0: colouring, please.
1: Get colouring. Okay, bye.